Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Fitter, Healthier Dad podcast, where you can learn how to improve your diet, lose fat, and get fitter in a sustainable and fun way without spending hours in the gym. Here is your host, Darren Kirby. This is season one, episode three of the Fitter, Healthier Dad podcast, and I'm very privileged today to welcome my guest, Anthony Benedictini from Perfect Keto. Hi, Anthony. How are you doing today? I'm having the best day of my life. How about you? Fantastic. Yeah, very good. That's a great introduction. I love that. So, um, yeah, Anthony, before we kick off uh, and before we talk about all things keto, for the benefit of the listeners, it'd be great to get some um, background on yourself. Yeah, so I am head of partnerships at Perfect Keto, so I'm just in charge of our relationships um, with other brands, uh, our podcast strategy, and more so our event strategy. And um, yeah, so I joined last year, and I've been doing the ketogenic diet myself for about three years. Uh, The reason I got into it is because my grandma got diagnosed with lymphoma, so I was looking into it as an alternative form of treatment for that cancer. And since then, um, I just kind of had to embody it to learn it, and I've just never looked back. So it's been really? a part of my lifestyle, and I hope to spread that knowledge and hope that people can adopt this tool in whatever area of their lives that it suits them best. And um, whether it's cancer prevention or weight loss or cognitive focus, whatever it may be, I think it has a wide array of applications and. Uh, I'd like to spread the knowledge just for those uses. Yeah, absolutely. I think the, one of the biggest things for me uh, around keto is that for me, it's more than just an ordinary diet. The health benefits that come with doing keto are just massive. Um, and I don't. I think we've only just kind of scratched the surface really to really understand the health benefits. So for today, what we'll do is we'll keep it at a high level um, and for the listeners, really, who maybe haven't, have only just heard of keto, uh, or maybe thinking about getting into keto, you know, you've already touched on it there. But but why should we use keto? Yeah, so there's a couple different reasons. I'd say to start off with, um, if you want more cognitive focus, that's what most of the people I work with do it for. It really helps prevent any. Energy dips, energy dips throughout the day, and okay. so you're able to stay sharp. Ketones themselves are an energy source for the brain, uh, like glucose can be used, but sugar also has to go through a couple of extra processes before it gets to the brain. So ketones can be immediately used and cross the blood-brain barrier uh, almost instantly, and which has that uh, brain-boosting effect that people talk about and that mild euphoria. So I'd say number one for me, it's the focus. And then number two for me is the um, disease prevention down the road. So we see that the ketogenic diet is being used to treat things like Alzheimer's, diabetes, cancer, uh, neurodegenerative diseases. These things are basically inevitable in the United States here uh, later down the road. And being in a ketogenic state, 
helps reset your body's machinery and prevent a lot of those things. So for me, since I have a family history of cancer, it's more of that disease prevention and an ultimate baseline of health. Um, And then three, I would say a lot of people use it for a weight loss tool and just really an easy way to stay trim or to just look your best um, throughout the year without it being super restrictive. And people think, oh my gosh, I can't eat the grains and the bread and all this, but it really opens up the doors to what you can eat and all these things that are um, now in abundance for vitality in, in terms of all the fats that you can eat and the vegetables and the meats that we've been told that are going to kill us for so long. Um, those are the things that are honestly the building blocks for a lot of our hormones that make us feel uh, full of vigor and um, honestly prevent the health conditions down the road. So having those building blocks in set and focusing on the protein and the fats, which our bodies are made of, then it really takes care of the rest. Yeah, cool. Yeah, no, I think those are some some good reasons. I think for me personally, particularly now I've understood it in the UK, I understand that the ketogenic diet has been used for quite some time, specifically um, around epilepsy um, and also for diabetes as well. Not so much diabetes, but definitely around um, epilepsy because apparently, and I'm not obviously not a medical physician or anything like this, but the regulation of the blood sugar stops these the the fits that um, epilepsy brings on so yeah it's quite um quite an impressive kind of diet or 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 the way to kind of eat and live if you like so that's yeah um, so in terms of you know obviously we're talking about keto but for the benefits of of the listeners you know we've understood why we should use it but what without going into kind of too much real medical detail just what is keto you know we talk about ketones we talk about um, thermoketogenesis and all the rest of it but but what is it really at a kind of a, a very kind of high simplified level yeah so keto is so keto refers to ketosis yeah. and when the body is in ketosis that means it is using ketones as its primary fuel so right. to break it down we can either burn sugar or we can burn ketones for fuel And how we get to ketones is by burning fat. So when we don't have any sugar coming into the system, then the body eventually gets to a state where it says, okay, I have no fuel. Now I have to tap into fat stores, start breaking down fat. And then from the fat, that's produced ketones. So then we use ketones as an energy source. Uh, So from a very high level, it's just being, it's using a different energy source in the body than sugar. Right. Okay. And and in terms of traditionally we are and, and our diets is our bodies are adapted to use carbohydrates, convert that to, to sugar and then to, to store as, as energy. How does the body change, you know, because this is, you know, this is quite a big change and you might talk to some nutritionists to say, no, you're crazy not to have carbohydrates. It's really dangerous. Your body needs carbohydrates. But how does it, how do you kind of facilitate that change over to your body becoming what we call fat adapted? Yeah. So there's a few things. And I think to start off with, it's just the, to make this as smooth as possible, the slow reduction of your carbohydrate intake. So say you're eating three meals with carbohydrates a day, 
maybe you go down to just two meals with carbohydrates, then yeah. one meal, yeah. then zero meals. So, I mean, you don't, you could go all in. Um, and I think that's the most effective way if you just want to take care of it and knock it out, but, um, slowly reducing your carbohydrate load down to basically zero and try to get under 20 grams a day. Uh, so basically all your calories are going to be coming from meat and vegetables. Okay. And number two, um, making sure that you really, really focus on increasing your electrolyte intake and primarily salt. So we've had this myth uh, in the U.S. going for years and years that high sodium intake leads to uh, hypertension and all these things, which is completely false. Um, I mean, sodium is the primary electrolyte in the body. So when people say, oh, my gosh, I'm drinking, you know, a gallon a day and I'm still I'm, I feel dehydrated. Well, if there's no sodium keeping it there, then it's just going to flush right out of the system. So when we're in a ketogenic state the body expels sodium at a much higher rate than if you're burning sugar. So when the standard dietary guidelines in the U.S. say, okay, we're supposed to be eating no more than two grams a day, for a ketogenic diet, you should be eating at least a minimum of four grams a day. Wow. So it's a drastic increase of salt. Even just starting your day off with a teaspoon of salt in the morning is going mm-hmm. to help drastically throughout the day. And when people get those cravings, those sugar cravings, when they're transitioning mm-hmm. into this state, it's mostly saying it's the body telling you that it's deprived of salt. Not that it needs sugar, because the body can always survive. The body doesn't need sugar to survive. If there was um, a lack of food during our evolution, it's not like we can just open the fridge and say, oh, here, like let's yeah. eat this rice cake. It's our bodies had to adapt to that no fuel. So our body has to tap into its fat stores. Um, So yeah, I'd say with that, the sodium and just reducing your carbohydrates, the two main things, and then not being afraid of fat too, uh, which we've kind of feared for so long, uh, making sure you're getting in plenty of fats, getting fattier cuts of meats, which you're not used to. Those are, that's the best building block for uh, hormones and testosterone, growth hormone, uh, whatever it may be. So if you're trying to live with more energy, then your hormones are basically the foundation of that. So take care of your hormones and feed them with the fat. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the biggest things, right? When I talk to people about um, on, on, on trying keto, I'm on a ketogenic diet, it's a high-fat diet, the, the instant reaction you get from people is, oh, you know, that's bad, that's fat, you know, and we've been conditioned to, to think that, you know, having fat is a bad thing. But what people don't understand is, is that there are many different types of fat. And yes, you know, kind of hydrogenated fat, you know, uh, manufactured fat is not great for you. But definitely the natural fats that occur in food, you know, are, as, as we've learned, very good for you. But, you know, there's this stigma around the fact that you shouldn't have these fats, aren't there? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's really messed up because what we've done is tell people that, oh my gosh, you shouldn't have these fats, they're so bad, and then replace the good fats with all of these processed oils that are probably the number one driver to our chronic disease problem. And if you were to just take one step in the right direction of improving your health, it would just be to eliminate all refined sugars and all refined vegetable oils. Yeah. And you'd probably be 80% of the way there. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Those are the things that are literally driving inflammation in your body. Like any types of processed canola oil or sunflower sugar oil, 
as soon as you consume those, and especially if you're cooking with those and they're exposed to heat, they're oxidized, they're going to the body and they are replacing your cell membranes with a more unstable form of the fat and which is making now your cells basically susceptible to damage at all times. Um, and then, you know, with the sugar, obviously high blood sugar leads to inflammation. Mm. It's a stress response in the body. Now your body's freaking out, doesn't know what to do. And so it's, it's a constant state of stress and disease. And we all know that stress is probably the number one driver of disease. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so, we're following the ketogenic diet. We're having the high fats. We've reduced our carbs. So, you know, from what I understand is, you know, there's a very kind of fine line between being in the keto state and not. So, so how do we really measure and understand whether or not we are in that ketogenic state? Yeah, there's a couple ways. A lot of people find that, uh, they do urine strips. Um, I'm not very. I'm not a big fan of urine strips myself because it doesn't give you an accurate picture, especially after the first couple of weeks. There's just uh, the accuracy kind of falls off there. So if you're just going to start, I'd just go with the right way and test your blood. There's plenty of blood meters on the market. Um, the right. Precision Extra is out there in the states. We have uh, the Keto Mojo and uh, the Keto Coach now is coming off these. Uh, these other meters that are that actually test the amount of ketone that you're burning in the blood and so what nutritional ketosis is defined as is having uh, 0.5 millimole of ketones in the blood at any one point or higher so if you're if you think you're doing keto and then you're testing your blood and you're measuring 0.1 or 0.2 and you're like oh well i'm keto um, you're, you're not there just yet, but don't worry, it's going to you know get there. And once you get to that state, then you can dial in what's working, what's not, seeing what foods are making you kicked out of that state, and then really start to refine. Um, and I think that just measuring ketones helps you determine if you're in ketosis, but then also measuring blood sugar too, um, to see which foods you respond best to, because you, you don't really know, uh, ketones don't tell the entire picture. They just tell you if you're in ketosis and you're doing something right. But if you're eating a food, since everyone's different and everyone responds differently to what they put in their body, if you ate, um, something that you were intolerant to and your blood sugar shot up 30 points, then you probably shouldn't be having that food uh, because your body's just saying it's creating a stress response around that food. Yeah, and I think that's one of the key things you just said there is that, you know, it it's kind of comes back to the thing that I keep going on about, and that is there is no one size fits all. You know, everybody's going to be slightly different. So the, the, the foods that we eat are going to, you know, react in the body in different ways and spike blood sugars uh, for example, in different ways. So it's very important that people do test it. And I agree with you is, you know, th- there's the, there's the urine strips, there's the breath test and there's the blood sampling and, you know, you can't get any better than sampling what's actually in your blood. Can you really? Yeah. I mean, that's just the most accurate picture. There's no correlations. There are breath meters on the market now, but they really don't, we don't have the research to say that those are accurate and we don't really know what breath, um, breath ketones mean yet. Uh, as opposed to the yeah. blood, it is BHB, which is the physical molecule of um, ketones, and that we know for certain can be measured in the blood, and we know that we're burning that as an energy source. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so, okay. So we now know, you know, what to do in terms of the diet tweet. We now know, you know, how we test whether we're in, in a keto ketosis state, but what, what happens, you know, if we are out with family, out with friends and we have a, a carbohydrate meal, what's going to happen to us in, in that situation? Or is it fine just to have the odd meal or is it going to kick us out of ketosis? Yeah. So with that, I mean, if you're doing a ketogenic diet and this is just my number one recommendation, if you're going to do it, just invest in your health, spend two to three months doing it without cheating and you will transform your body's machinery for the rest of your life. And what people don't realize is they, everything is a 30 day cleanse or a 30 day of this. Whereas if you were to stick something, I mean, a lot of habit studies show that it takes the body like 90 days, I think, to develop a habit. And that's, I think the same way for a diet too. It's, it shouldn't be this short term thing that you do. It should be an investment in your health and look at it that way too. So when those situations arise and now you're at a family function and there's the cookies and the bread out and people are like, oh, you know, why are you doing that? It's like, I'm just, you know, I'm investing in my health for a couple of months. Um, It's just something that uh, I wanted to do and uh, I'm loving it right now. And uh, it's, I just have to stick with it. But I think that when you just reframe it as not just a diet, but it's an investment. And once you make a good investment, then you'll be good and you'll be, you'll increase your body's uh, ability to burn fat naturally. So you won't have to worry about these problems with insulin and high blood sugar down the road if you're doing that. And you'll find that when you do something, you start to see the benefits after, you know, first 30 days. And then as you get into 60 and as you build that momentum in the body, then it's saying, okay, now I'm in a healing state. Now your energy is on point. Now we're fixing all of our hormone function. And that's when the lights turn on and everything starts to kick in. But you do have to give it that time. And I think a lot of people stop um, because when yeah. someone says, oh, I, I tried keto for two weeks. Well, you just really didn't give it the chance. And if you didn't give it the chance, then it's, it's not going to work long term. And then you have the bad first impression. So you, you're unlikely to do it again. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I think one of the biggest challenges, isn't it, is is influence from other people and people that haven't perhaps taken the time and effort to understand what keto is, you know, instantly. It's it's change, isn't it? It's at a higher level. People don't like change necessarily. And when somebody's doing something that's different to the kind of masses, instantly the the reaction is kind of, you know, it it could be negative or why are you doing that or that's a bit bad when they haven't really taken the time to understand it. So I think outside influences um are a big one to influence whether or not you're consistent with it and then like you say you know with anything in life in general to get results you have to be consistent with it and and nothing happens you know overnight nothing happens within two weeks and i completely agree with what you said there around this you know this 30 day this 30 day that 30 day cleanse you know that's fine but if you then stop after 30 days you're just going to go back and if not worse to where you were before. So definitely consistency is key and, and persistence as well. So I think yeah, that's, that's very valuable. Um, so, you know, if we haven't started yet, you know, you, you said um, earlier on around, um, you know, 
just start trying it just slowly adapt your diet over two weeks reduce the carbohydrates but if we you know if we've got a house full of 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 processed foods at the moment and we've got a lot of grains we've got a lot of breads you know what's your kind of um and i know over on the perfect keto site there's a there's a plan that we could follow but what's the kind of recommended way to to start if you if we wanted to start for example today uh, so I think the first thing I would do is find find a recipe of a ketogenic meal that you would love to eat every day. Like something like find your favorite foods. I'm all about meeting people where they're at and uh, making the transition as smooth as possible. I used to work in uh, wine. So introducing a, a low alcohol Pinot Noir, 12% to someone who likes 15% Cabernet just doesn't work. But if you find that one, <laughs> yeah. that's just a step lower, maybe 13% and still a little more robust, they're more likely to make the switch. Yeah. So I think, you know, find the food that you really love to eat. I would write down a list and basically just start food journaling. And it's not food journaling does not mean tracking every single macro that goes in your body. It's just about getting an awareness of what you enjoy, what brings you pleasure and then also just making sure we can um, make that transition over to the keto side of that as easy as possible. So say you liked to eat burgers all the time. Great. Well, we can definitely do burgers on keto. So all you have to do is look up keto burger recipes, and then you can start having burgers just in a ketogenic fashion every night. So burger, mm-hmm. no bun, maybe you're doing lettuce wraps or, you know, with with the advent of keto now and just the widespread of it, now you have keto buns out there. So, okay, wow, we found um, a bun that's just completely keto friendly. That's awesome. And if even that one step is a huge step in the right direction. And then eventually when you start to refine the diet, you find that you won't even need those things as much. And you'll start to just get down to the bare minimums of whole foods and what's most nutritious to your body. But I'd say find the foods, write down all the foods that you love, and then just find the ketogenic equivalent of those and start cooking those. And like you said, you might have a pantry full of all these grains, take them and donate them, throw them out, do whatever it is. But there's just, there's no point in having them around because if they're in your house, then it's almost an extra stress on you because you have to spend more willpower uh, just avoiding those things. So, you know, you have plenty of friends, plenty of family who are probably are not keto, just donate to them. And you know what, that generosity would pay it forward. And they're honestly going to give back to you in the long run. So I think just getting everything that's not compliant out of your house yeah. is the biggest first step, because then that just eliminates all worry of breaking down and uh, cheating on the diet. Um, as you say, um, in the future. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, I think the donation side of thing is, is, is a great idea. The the other thing and the other point I want to make really is that when we're talking about keto recipes, we're not talking about these particular foods that you need to go out and buy that are, you know, made keto and the rest of it. It's normal basic ingredients and it's just really understanding, you know, what type of fats are in what foods um, in order for you to kind of make this keto recipe. And you guys over at perfectketo.com have some fantastic recipes. Um, and I 
use them regularly to kind of make my um, keto meals. I actually made the, the keto pizzas this week, um, which are really, really tasty. And, you know, that, that, that's very simple. You know, that was a, a recipe that was made in five minutes and took 15 minutes to cook. So none of this, of this stuff is really that difficult, is it? It's, it's quite simple to do. Yeah. And, and people think it's, it's hard or difficult, yeah. but super easy. I mean, just think about it with people if they're, if you're having a dish with uh, some kind of vegetable, rice, and chicken, yep. and then all you'd have to do is just take the rice and maybe mash up a cauliflower, and now you have cauliflower rice. Yeah. So, and that's completely keto. So, yep. just making the small switches and just saying like, okay, what are the grains that I'm currently eating, and what are the keto alternatives to those? Or like, I mean, cooking is pretty straightforward. If you're just going to do meat and veggies, which is basically the template of keto and some kind of fat, then, okay, I'm having a steak, I'm having broccoli. Yeah, that's it. Like, it's very simple. It makes it easy on you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Before we wrap it up, Anthony, um, is there anything that um, I didn't ask you today, which I which you feel that I should have asked you and would benefit our listeners? I mean, I think uh, we covered a a good amount and especially a lot for people to get started. Uh, For Perfect Keto, what we do is we just provide the tools that make it easy to go keto. So we know that everyone doesn't have the time to cook every single minute of the day and to make all three meals. Uh, That's completely understandable. So we make ketone supplements, uh, ketone food products that all make it very easy that if you are having some of those energy dips, it'll help you get through those transition phases and you won't have to suffer some of the energy and uh, some of the other things. It'll just make it very easy for you to stay keto while doing this. And that's basically why Anthony Gustin, the founder, uh, started this company because he found it that a lot of people were dropping out and quitting keto. And that shouldn't really be the case, uh, especially when you have the tools necessary just to keep on and trucking through yeah absolutely and I, I think you know the perfect keto site is a great resource i highly highly recommend you guys go over to i think it is perfectketo.com or www.perfectketo.com i can't remember anyway put that into google yeah. and you'll and you'll find it but it is a really great resource it's a really easy site to use they've got some great information over there on nutrition some really great recipes which i highly recommend so um that's that's been amazing anthony i really um appreciate your time today so what's the what's the best way for people to connect with you to connect with perfect keto is it website social media what's the best way yeah so perfect keto uh instagram is at perfect ketones and i'll go ahead and send you the link so everything's in the description uh me personally i am on instagram and that's anthony is bene uh, and I can also put that link in the description as well. I'm also on Facebook. Uh, feel free to reach out anytime. Uh, if you have questions, I used to coach people to do keto. Okay. And like I said, I've been in the space for three years. So a lot of this, I've seen the ins and outs of the industry and the struggles that people face at the beginning and even the refinement of that journey down the road. Perfect. That's fantastic, Anthony. Thank you very much for your time today. And um, I look forward to catching up with you soon. Sounds great, Darren. It was great talking to you and I hope you have an amazing rest of your week. Thanks, Anthony. Thanks for listening to the Fitter Healthier Dad podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please hit subscribe 
and I would really appreciate if you could leave a review on iTunes. All the links mentioned in the episode will be in the show notes and a full transcription is over at fitterhealthierdad.com.